Columbia. You listen KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. to the Pelly Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We thank you so much for tuning in on this Thursday afternoon. Peter Camp here alongside my co-host, Mr. Jack Knowlton. Jack, how are the skies today? They're cloudy again. They are. Which, I mean, I just take issue with. But I'm holding yeah. out hope because next week it's supposed to be really nice. Yeah. It's supposed to be like in the uh, high 80s, low 90s. So that should be fun. Should be groovy. Just in time for school to get out. Absolutely. If you're a, if you're a Mizzou student. Happy... Uh, Almost finals. Stop day eve. Stop day eve. To all you Mizzou students out there. Yeah. Getting their last day of finals and before, quote unquote, studying for tomorrow. We'll see how much studying we actually get done because <laughs> I plan on doing nothing. Don't tell my mom, though. I have I have to study. I'll study. I mean, I will study, but like, come on. <laughs> come on. It's stop day. You're supposed to stop studying, right? Exactly. Isn't that how it works? You're supposed to stop doing work. That's exactly how it at works. At all times. Anyway. Besides that, we have to talk a little bit about post-NFL draft. It's been a week or so it has since it, all the players have been drafted. feels like an eternity, by the way. I feel like the NFL draft was so long ago. I know. There's so much build-up to it, and then it's just after three days, it's over. It's over. It's over. And now all we have are recaps and grades on how drafts do. And speaking of recaps and grades, we have a special guest here to, to stay with us for that recaps and grades. He hosts the rough draft here on KCOU 88.1 FM. He is also on the draft wire, I believe, yes. for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that eerie voice you just heard is Mr. Jacob Infante. Yes. Welcome into the show. Howdy, howdy. Can you guys hear me all right? We can I, hear you. I, no I, can, I can hear myself. All right. I just want to make sure that you all can hear my lovely, beautiful voice. We, oh, we, can we hear absolutely need to make sure voice. of yeah. that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, welcome in Infante. This was a this was a delayed appearance. You were so in demand last week that we couldn't have you on <laughs> to do the mock draft with us. No, it was because you had an e contest, right? I did. Yeah. How did it go? Not great. Oh no. Yeah, it, it was. Did you get it back yet, or did you I, feel like it went? No, back? I did get it back. Uh-oh. Uh But I, I'm at a point where I'm gratefully likely don't have to take the final exam. Nice. Because okay. I'm at the point where. I can it, it drops the lowest grade, so I can take that and still have the same letter grade as I have right now. I'd have to do insanely well to be able to actually improve my grade, right. which What's the n- point? knowing me is impossible. What's the point? Exactly. Just so, move on. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that in the rear view mirror just mirror <laughs> if I can't speak, but yeah, just have that behind me. But yeah, the NFL draft was a lot of fun. It does feel like it was ages ago, uh, when in reality it just started uh, day one was a week ago today. Yeah. So it, it's kind of surreal just imagining how quickly the draft cycle, you know, moves along and changes because now I'm already seeing stuff on my timeline and I'm, I'm seeing 2023 mock drafts. I was going to say, I was, I was say, yeah, uh, we were watching the TV earlier in, in the student center and they had uh, 2023, where are people going to go already? Yeah. And like, what teams are going to pick? And you're just like, geez, 
Sometimes I think about the fact that those come out, and Jake Fromm was supposed to be the number one pick, and after one year, he fell to like the six or something. It's true. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny, and that's it's a fun aspect of the whole draft process, just how quickly things change. Like this time last year, Trayvon Walker, literally the first overall pick, nobody had him as a first rounder. Going back, uh, I, I mean, I guess you could say like Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner. Kayvon Thibodeau, those are some guys who were consensus first-rounders. Ike McWanu, the sixth pick, was on the fringe there. Drake London was barely on the radar uh, from USC. And then you got Jamison Williams, who he just had his you know big breakout year at Alabama. From his tape at Ohio State, nobody had him as a first-rounder. Right. So that, that, those are just a handful of examples of guys who ended up going first-round that nobody had going first-round. So... That's going to happen again this year. There are people who are projected to be first-rounders who won't go to the draft at all. They'll get drafted, but it'll be outside of the first round, and then there's going to be people who rise up and then secure their way into the first round. But, yeah, it's 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 a fun process. It, it's a fun time of year because we all get to be super wrong together. But going off of just the 2022 draft class itself, I mean, it was – it was a lot of fun this year, just all the trades and all the action that was going on. I mean, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea just seeing a grown dude reading off of a card and, <laughs> you know, for three hours. But well, when you put it like that. Yeah, when you, when you put it like that, it sounds really boring, but I had a lot of fun with it, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I think the and, – and, Infante, you can agree or disagree with me on this. It seemed like this draft didn't seem to have as much hype just simply because there wasn't a um, – you know, resoundingly great quarterback. Like the only one picked in the first round was Kenny Pickett at twenty. Yeah. Um, to the Steelers, staying home. By the way, the small hands weren't a problem. Let's stay home. Let's stay home. Let's stay home. <laughs> um, but already in twenty twenty three, we're seeing the possibility of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, the quarterbacks for Alabama and Ohio State, being the the number one and number two pick, whatever order you might have them in. Yeah. So I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see the hype for that. But getting into the twenty twenty two draft. Um, you know, I guess looking at the first round, like Invante said, Trayvon Walker, the edge out of Georgia, was taken at number one to the Jaguars. I remember I, I went crazy when this pick happened. Not because, I mean, obviously I was excited for Trayvon Walker. Uh, for one thing, he has the world's largest um, tic-tac-toe board. Did you guys see his, like, living room set up? He wasn't at the draft. He stayed home. I did not see it, no. He had a tic-tac-toe board on his, uh, like, living room. Like, it, it, like was, it was huge. Like a toss-across game? No, it was just like a big tic-tac-toe board. Unbelievably huge. It was just a large, it looked like a paper, not a paperweight, like a like a decoration, but it was just a tic-tac-toe board mm. on his table. So that alone warranted getting picked first overall. I think if there's something that sold the Jaguars, that could have been it. But I was excited because then I like that Aiden Hutchinson gets to stay in Michigan. It just feels very fitting to me. It's almost like I don't think he can be bad now for the Lions <laughs> when he's at home. He's in his home state. I think that's the first time that's ever been said. He can't be he, bad, he can't be bad on, on the Lions. Lions. He can't be bad on the he Lions. He can't be bad on the Lions. I mean, uh, Megatron was never bad. I mean, yeah, they but he was that's, terrible. That's, that's true. It's just the talent around them has never been great. The Lions haven't been able to put together a good franchise. I mean, I'm I'm a Bears fan, so I'm totally okay with that. But I think that they do have some solid pieces in place. Not to compete this year, but I think that next year, if you go for a quarterback, you find someone to replace Jared Goff, then I certainly think it's a possibility that they make the playoffs in 2023 because now you're looking at a roster that has legit building blocks. Mm -hmm. 
you have Aiden Hutchinson now on defense. You have Panay Sewell and Jamison Williams on offense on top of a handful of other offensive linemen. Frank Ragnow is a guy who's played really well. Jonah Jackson was a pro bowler at guard. Um, Almond Ross St. Brown had a really good rookie year. Uh, and then defense, there's still a bit of a work in progress. They have some solid young defensive linemen. I am interested in seeing if Jeff Okuda manages to bounce back and live up to the hype. Oh, yeah, he was he was big time hyped, right? Coming into the yeah. what, 2021? He was, was like twenty twenty one top five pick. Yeah. 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 He was third overall and everyone was high on him. I I really liked his game. Uh but he hasn't been able to translate very well. So it's it's still a work in progress, but I think that the Lions down the stretch have a very high future. And I didn't even mention TJ Hawkinson, who's already you know one of the best tight ends in the That's league. True. So they, they've got Peter's, that going for him too. Peter liked that one. Yeah, <laughs> we like Hawk. We like Hawk on this show. Um, yeah, and then we had Derek Stingley Jr. at three, um, who proved that you can get drafted off of high school tape alone. <laughs> um, and then the man with the best drip in the draft, Sauce Gardner at mm. four. Um, his chain was, I don't know actually anything that he wore other than the sauce chain. Yeah. The sauce bottle chain. No which ketchup. That was, that was smooth. No ketchup, was just really sauce cool. Gardner. Um, I hope he's really good. I just want that to happen. I want someone named sauce to be the best DB in the league one day. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, who Infante, correct me if I'm wrong for a while. I feel like he was number one, at least like at the yeah. beginning of the college football season. And then he, we realized he doesn't like football. Yeah. And now he's went number five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For most most of this draft process, Thibodeau's been the top guy. I mean, stretching back as far as this time last year, everyone was like, oh, Thibodeau's going to be the best guy in this class. And for most of the year, that was the case. Hutchinson was creeping up. It was 1A, 1B, more or less. And then the reports started coming out of, oh, Thibodeau might not like football. He doesn't football. like football. He, he doesn't <laughs> play with effort. Uh, or at least he doesn't practice or work out with as much effort as needed to play in the pros. Then Hutchinson took over. Then Trayvon Walker had an unbelievable combine. He rose up like crazy. Ekamakwanu's name, I feel like, was up there even, too, if oh, yeah. on the offensive yeah. line. Yeah, for the top pick, Ekamakwanu, uh, Evan Neal, who, you know, those guys went 6-7, and seven, but I thought they were legit possibilities to be the first pick for quite some time, until literally like a week before the draft where it started speculating Trayvon Walker is going to be the guy. So, uh yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how Thibodeau. It's it's a minor fall because we're talking one to like five, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's one to note because he was the top guy for so long for so many people, and you know, I hope for the Giants' sake, it's able to work out well for them because if they can get the best out of both Thibodeau and Neil, that's an unbelievable haul in round one. So I'm interested in seeing how that plays out. There you go. Peter and I were trying to. I just like saying the he doesn't like football thing. <laughs> One, because we were trying to get him to fall yeah. to, to nine. Uh, that didn't quite work out. He doesn't wash his socks. Yeah, I yeah. heard. Yeah. I heard he told Kevin Durant to go to the Warriors. Yeah, mm, that's unreal. my big one. Unserious. Unseriousness from Kayvon Thibodeau. But yeah, I mean, Peter, what were your thoughts on the draft in general? There were a lot of trades too. There were a I lot thought of that trades. was interesting. Um, I know Washington traded out of eleven. Um, they gave that pick to the Saints, right? Who then got Chris Olave, yeah. little weapon for Jameis Winston. Um, what else? What else did we have? What other trades were there? I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. You had the Hollywood Brown trade to Arizona, which ended up being the DeAndre Hopkins replacement after he tested positive for PEDs. There you go. 
Oh, and then um, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. That's the big one to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, crazy. what do y'all make of of that? And I guess just other picks in the first round to highlight. We can we can talk about the later rounds quick too, um, before we get into draft grades. But what other what other things did y'all were y'all excited y'all, surprised? Tyler Linderbaum was a steal at at twenty five. Oh, was yeah, he? Because he has short <laughs> arms. Yeah, the last time a guy had short arms and was dropped, Aaron Donald dominated the league. It's just true. saying. That just is saying. true. I'll say that I just did the math here and. Out of the 32 picks that were made in the first round, only 14 of them were teams picking their original selections. So that's 18 teams who traded. If my math, my math is right on that. I think so. Uh, 18 teams who traded out of their spot for one reason or another. So I found that interesting. A lot of movement. Uh, I agree with Peter. I think Tyler Linderbaum is a steal at 25. I get that you know he's a center. That's not the sexiest position out there. They don't tend to get drafted all that high. But you have, outside of size, which I don't even think is a massive issue for him, he's just a little bit shorter, a little smaller, he's everything you could want in a center. He's athletic, he's smart, he's strong, he's technically sound, he's intelligent. There's just so much good about Tyler Linderbaum. I think that the Ravens especially, they killed it in this class, getting Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. I think those are two building blocks on both sides of the football for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I had him going, I think, to the Ravens in a mock draft at wherever what they were at, like 15 before, before they traded down. Uh, 14. 14. Um, I had him picking there just because I had, uh, originally I wanted to mock Jordan Davis to them, but then someone in the mock draft took Jordan Davis. So I like mm-hmm. Tyler Linderbaum, Peter. Yeah. I think he'll be I think he'll be fun. And then there's all the clips of him pinning Tristan Wirfs in high school. There you go. That everyone talks about. But what people don't talk about about Linderbaum is that he's fast for a center. He gets he gets out of the blocks. He's he blocks downfield. I mean, in the bowl game, he blocked like 20, 30 yards downfield for a rushing touchdown. Huge. Iowa doesn't know how to pass the ball, but yeah, I felt like the most athletic center went going at twenty five was was strange. Also, I'm biased, but speaking of strange, twenty nine. <laughs> ah. Tennessee at Chattanooga, a player went in the first round. Cole Strange. I knew nothing about Cole Strange coming into this draft. And I, the saw, Patriots. I saw he had the single bar face mask down the middle, and I thought that's a Bill Belichick Ooh, pick. Yeah, that mm. is he's a, a, he's a tough pick. dude when you got the, yeah. the, the face mask with the bar does right he have down the, the middle of his face. Does he have the white nose strap, too? Do you know what I'm talking about? He, do, he doesn't. So he has, like, that big, the one-line face mask. He has nothing on his arms. Like a, most of course o- not. Most offensive linemen use gloves, you know, to help with... You know, securing into like protecting. He doesn't hands. even wear gloves. He doesn't wear oh gloves. Oh my gosh. Doesn't wear elbow pads. Doesn't. Uh, sometimes he wears like finger tape. Of like, course, yeah, that's he, tough. Yeah, he tapes his fingers, but he never. He doesn't wear gloves. Just you know, bare bones, old school type of guy. Yeah, that's Bill Bel- That's a Bill Belichick pick. Exactly. Definitely. And I uh, graciously for the draft wire had the chance to talk with Cole Strange. Oh. Uh, what did he have to say? And he's. For for one, just a you know, really cool dude. Uh so He's I, not a strange dude. Not a strange dude. Strange you know, just dude. a good guy. Likes hiking. He loves to hike. You know, growing up near the Appalachians, just a you know, big hiking guy. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, this was seen and I'll admit I thought it was a bit of a reach in round one, but as much as everyone's like, Wait, what? Why would they take him round one? As much as people say that, I can see where the Patriots are coming from because 
you have someone who I think can start from day one at guard. You, you could put him at center, too. I think guard's the best fit for him. He's very strong. He plays with a nasty edge, and that's something that some offensive linemen just don't have that willingness to want to drive guys into the dirt, and that's a lot tougher to teach. Cole Strange has that. He plays with bad intentions. He's got very strong hands. Once he locks them out, like, uh, defenders out from his frame, they can't get in. They can't get inside. They can't push him back. And he's also a good athlete. Like He tested incredibly well. Uh, at the combine and in terms of uh, like 40 yard dash uh, agility drills, the 10 yard split is huge. Like how fast you run in your first 10 yards. It's massive, especially for offensive linemen and defensive linemen, because you're not running those full on routes. You're not having all that space to work with. It's a much more condensed space. So that 10 yard split is huge and Cole strange dominated in that regard. So I don't hate the pick. I, I know a lot of people think it's a reach and yeah, on my board, it was a reach, but I think he's going to start immediately for them. I think he's going to be a quality starter. I don't know exactly if he's ever going to be elite, but I think he can be good for years to come, and I think that that's huge for New England's offensive line. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about the rest of New England's draft class because they got kind of roasted for having the worst draft class this year. They had uh, Taekwon, Taekwon Thornton? Taekwon Thornton. Taekwon Thornton out of Baylor who had an insane combine. They had Marcus Jones out of Houston. Jack Jones out of Arizona State, Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State, Bailey Zappi in the fourth round from Western Kentucky, uh, Kevin Harris from South Carolina, Sam Roberts from Northwestern Missouri State. Shout out. Uh, yeah. Chasen Hines from LSU and Andrew Stuber from Michigan. Mm. Just overall, how do you think that draft class stacks up, and does it deserve uh, the smack talk that it's been getting uh, online? Yeah, so the first two picks, at least I believe, were reaches, and – I don't have I like I said I don't have an issue with Cole Strange being a first round pick. I don't have any concerns with that, but Tyquan Thornton I thought was a pretty big reach at 50. He's a guy that I had like generally in the 5th round. And I had him in round and he ended up going 50th overall. And that's not to say he can't develop into a very good player cuz he's 6-3 and he ran a 4-2-8 40-yard dash. I mean, that's really good. Wasn't his his was the one that got got it was like broke the record right and then they someone like timed it wrong or something didn't didn't the initial yeah. report of his yeah. forty I come think in at like a, it yeah. broke the record yeah, yeah. It, it unofficially broke the record and then they went over and they're like okay now we got to do this we got to see what the laser had officially and then that was just a little bit off but a little bit yeah but still really really good but yeah that's still very very fast and but all that in mind he's skinny he's not a great route runner. I mean, he's he's athletic, don't get me wrong, but he's not the type of guy who can consistently change direction and can sell those route concepts. Like something when you're running routes, especially for taller receivers, it can be tough to get low. And a huge part of that is just having that low center of gravity because the lower you're able to get, the more explosive you are changing direction, the easier it is for you to change sharp and, you know, get sharp like that. And Tyquan Thornton can struggle with that a little bit. So I think he's predominantly a deep speed type of guy. You just have him run deep routes consistently. And I don't think he's going to start right away, but I think he's someone you can develop into a complementary role. I, you know, in those next, not directly after, but three of those five picks, Thornton and then an offensive lineman went, and then it's George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. 
All of those guys had day two grades for me. All of them got taken after Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cam Jurgens went fifty one to the Eagles, which was you know another pick I liked. Our but... guy, our guy got picked after Taekwondo Thornton. It's true. That's sad. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. So then, yeah, Pickens being there at fifty two, Alec Pierce at fifty three, Sky Moore at fifty four. That did surprise me a little bit because all of those guys are generally seen as second round picks. Sky Moore falling to fifty four to the Chiefs. A lot of people hadn't going to the Chiefs in round one, mm-hmm. which you know at thirty or I know they ended up trading up. I don't remember exactly. I thought they had thirty and thirty one, or maybe twenty nine and yeah, thirty. They had twenty nine and thirty, but then they moved up to twenty one for uh, Trent McDuffie. So yeah, the fact that they were able to still get Sky Moore in round two is impressive to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that Thornton was a little bit of a reach. I liked their round three pick that they had Marcus Jones. I think he's an athletic corner, uh, good nickel guy. Uh, Jack Jones, solid. I think a little bit of a reach. Pierre Strong Jr. I really, I really liked that pick. Uh, and Bailey Zappi is another pick that I liked for them late round four. I want to touch a little bit on Pierre Strong though, because the Patriots have. It's been really interesting to see. Just their approach of the running back position. Because they get production from basically everywhere. And they use a lot of third-round, fourth-round picks on guys. And they rotate them in. And the one time they did it, Sony Michelle, it didn't work out so well. So they're just sticking with Damian Harris is going to be the main guy. But you also have Ramondre Stevenson. You also have James White. And now you have Pierre Strong Jr., who... I think can be one of the better running backs in this class. I think that he's very well-rounded, very good athlete, ran in the four threes, I believe, at the combine. I think he was the fastest running back there. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but I I think that's the case. Uh, Very good athleticism overall, tough runner, you know, solid enough ball carrier vision, just a well-rounded guy with solid hands too, so... South Dakota State, that's no joke. I mean, that's a good FCS program. Yeah, like out of the FCS schools, you're looking at South Dakota State as one of the best ones. It's up there. What's up with the Dakotas and just having the best FCS programs? Football, yeah. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah, I don't don't know what it is. I I think it's just a matter of... Something in the air up there, the water. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of... uh, Calcium in the water. Like a lot of, you know... Farm, no, it's farm guys. Is it nickel? No, grow up with that farm farmer strength, that toughness yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> That's like that Midwest sort of thing. Totally. That, like Nebraska has a bunch of those, you know, corn-fed guys, and you know that's the case with uh, a handful of the Dakotas. I mean, Pierre Strong. But is Pierre Strong from one of the Dakotas? Uh, he's from Arkansas. So I, I don't know how you consider. I don't know anything about his upbringing or whatever. He adapted. He adapted he, he to the adapted. Dakotas. Seriously, adapted seriously adapted well. Dakotas. Yeah. Overcame. Most certainly. So, but yeah, I, I think they had some solid picks. Yeah. I, I think most of the uh, most of the complaints came from those first two picks. And, again, I don't even dislike uh, the, the, the Cole Strange pick. I think that Thornton was the big reach, though. I think you look at the – like, if this is any other team's draft besides Bill Belichick, they're probably getting – cooked way more yeah you know they're gonna trust big bill belichick they also drafted bailey zappi who in addition to breaking joe burrows was a touchdown record uh it was both touchdowns and, and passing yards, yards. In season. um broke that record he also has one of the most punnable names in football make it zappi um the, they <laughs> tweeted one right after the draft that was like oh don't worry be zappi yeah um like it, it the the potential there for puns is huge. Oh, um, absolutely. And, and yeah, go ahead. I'll just say I think that it's huge with 
quarterbacks, when you, they have Mac Jones. Mac Jones is their starter. Right. Zappi's not going to change that. But to have a backup with a somewhat similar playing style to the starter, it makes it very like in case Mac Jones goes down, Zappi has a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses. I mean, he's accurate. He's a smart thrower of the football, maybe not the biggest arm, maybe not the best athlete out there, but he gets the ball out quickly and efficiently. And I think that's huge for the receivers. That's huge for the play callers and you know the offensive line, what have you. I don't think there's going to be much of a change if Mac Jones were to go down. I mean, that's not to say that Zappi would play at that level because he was literally – Mac Jones was a pro bowler as a rookie. Right. But – Zappi went simil- to Western Kentucky. That's true. And similar playing style, though. So I think that's a really good fit for him. Uh, I saw him as a long-term backup, you know, borderline spot starter in the league. I think this is a good opportunity for him to show his stuff and a, a good place for him to succeed in case Mac Jones ever gets hurt or whatever. Yeah, that that's a. I'm glad you made that point because I thought the same thing. Where like I remember seeing that pick happen and being like, "What? Why? You know, that's a fourth round pick. Why are they wasting that?" And then I'm thinking about it. and I'm like, "Well, I mean, Mac goes down." He comes in, wins them three games. All of a sudden, you might have a trade piece on your hand too. Yeah. If like, if if someone's like, "Oh, this guy shows flashes of what Mac Jones can be," you know, some team who really is desperate for a quarterback says, "Let's go give Bailey Zappi a shot." They give up something the Patriots need or some draft picks or something. That seems uh, seems good to me. Um, I want to do draft grades because um, I'm curious to see Peter. Should we have him give a, a grade to Seattle? Sure. Hmm. Okay, so, I mean, other than Kenneth Walker, I don't think I was too disappointed. And even, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting convinced about the, the Kenneth Walker pick for the Seahawks in the second round, because, of course, Carson has the neck injury, right? Yeah. Um, and Rashad Penny only has, like, a year on his contract left. Yeah. So that's, that's what people are kind of saying. But, yeah, give, give Seattle a draft grade for us, Infante. Yeah, so I'm looking at that. I like Charles Cross as a pick at nine. I think that... You know, there were talks of him going like five or six. I thought that was a little high because I thought that you know Ikwanu and Neil were better, but Cross is still a very good player in his own right. So I like that pick. I thought Boye Mafe was very good value. Uh, Walker, uh, good value. I was a little surprised they went running back. I, I thought they were going to go quarterback with one of those picks. I could have sworn Malik Willis was yeah, going to be selected. Peter wanted Willis. Yeah, and I did. I mean, he fell into round three. They had another chance to get to go after him, and they didn't. They took Abraham Lucas a tackle out of Washington State. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen. I'm just going pick by pick. Kobe Bryant was huge. I loved that pick. Yeah, I think that Bryant was huge in round four. Tariq Woolen in round five. He's very, very raw, but super lengthy, super athletic, former wide receiver, really good ball skills. If he develops, he's a very good starter in the league. Sweet. You, you guys got him in round five. Love so to hear that. Ultimately, I'll give you guys, let's see. I gave my own Bears a B. So I, I think that Seattle's grade the draft was a little bit better. I'll go B+. Plus. I'll give it a B+. Wow. Plus. Look at that. John Schneider did it for once. Woo. Yeah. John Schneider did it for once. He didn't absolutely make me want to tear my hair out and throw my <laughs> TV across the room. Or just give up a first round pick for nothing. Yeah, which was nice. Back in twenty twenty one, I have I have all their draft classes pulled up. They had three picks last yeah. year. Yeah, they had three picks. One was Dwayne Eskridge. That's a and, good. I think he'll be good. Yeah, I think I think that it'll be solid. Uh, I, I think it's still way too early to judge that. Mm-hmm. Trey Brown, corner, and then Stone Forsyth, offensive lineman. So they got like next to nothing out of hey, their hey, draft hey. picks. Jamal Adams. 
For, for, that's <laughs> <laughs> Still yeah. next to nothing. Yeah, no, but... I think that things are going to turn around. This is a really good building block for the Seahawks. You know, as they're stocking up on talent, they're moving on from Russell Wilson. Don't know what they're going to do at QB here. I'm interested in that. I think I'm guessing, you know, they're just going to punt for next year. But in terms of building talent on both sides of the ball for going forward, I think this was a good draft. Nice. Peter, you got any other any other stuff for Infante? Any other you have your own draft thoughts? Um... Not off the top of my head. What were your thoughts on Pickett being the first quarterback oh, yeah. off the board? Kenny Pickett. His hands are not, in fact... Small hands. His fans are not, in fact, bigger than the St. Louis Arch. Thank you to KennyPickettHands.com. This is true. Uh, for that clarification. They are bigger than two crayons, though. That's Sorry, something. crayons. I've learned I don't say that right. I, I say it crayons. crayons. I say crayons. Crayons? Let's go! Yeah. We have another crayon sayer. Let's guess. It's, huge. Know, it's, it's this like is unreal. A, a nor- it's huge northern Midwest sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've, it's, I've it, always I, I've said, said crayons. Yeah, everyone uh, I've known has always said crayons. Anyway, yeah, me too. Kenny Pickett has small hands. In Fonte, why did he get picked at twenty? Yeah, so I, for for clear reference here, I had Malik Willis as my QB one, but Kenny Pickett was really close behind as QB two. I just had Willis ahead because I thought he had more upside. But if you're looking for more stability at the QB position, Pickett's definitely your guy. I think you're looking at an accurate thrower of the football. Not the biggest arm, but he has some zip. I think that people tend to underrate him just because he doesn't have that flashy skill set. Uh, very good pocket presence. I think that he's good in terms of maneuvering it, and he's an uh, underrated athlete. He, he's not Malik Willis in terms of he's the type of guy he'd run like a 4-3, 4-4, dash, but Pickett's athletic enough that he's able to extend the, extend the play. Yeah, he can run around. Yeah, which is arguably more important than breaking away for a run, is extending the play, getting out of the pocket, and uh, waiting for receivers to get open while scanning the field. And he's smart. I think that's a big thing with him, too, is a lot of college QBs don't know how to read the field because their offense, it's like, oh, you only read one half of the field, you only, or you have one read, and if it's not that, then you go for a run or whatever. You know, it, it varies by offense. But Pickett's shown that he's able to look past his first read. He's able to find, okay, this guy isn't open. This guy's open, though, so I'm going to hit him. So I'm, I'm not necessarily shocked that Pickett was the first QB off the board, even if he doesn't have as high of a ceiling as Willis. Uh, I think he definitely deserved to go round one. So I think that 20 for Pickett was good value especially considering that's a little bit later. That's not saying, okay, this guy's a generation, well, not generational, but like a pro, an all pro caliber quarterback. But we think he can be good. We think he can be the type of guy to be our long-term starter. We think he's the guy that can, you know, we can build around and he can take us to the playoffs. I could definitely see that happening in Pittsburgh, especially with stays home. Exactly. He's staying at home. And they have a really good infrastructure there in Pittsburgh. So I think that as long as that sticks together, then uh, I, th- I could see Pickett having a solid career. Yeah, I mean, like we said, it's a down year for quarterbacks. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, small hands, it doesn't deter me. Plays with two gloves, too, I think. Does, at least uh, at Pitt, that Pitty did. All these pictures of him have him in two gloves. Teddy, Teddy B. Pickett? Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Two Gloves. Kenny, Kenny Two Kenny Gloves. Two gloves. Because his hands can't stretch to grab the ball. So right, he so he needs the gloves he for the, the gloves to, he wears, to grab them. He wears oversized gloves, like Kevin Durant yeah. wearing oversized shoes. But, I mean, we saw how that worked for him in the playoffs, so maybe Kenny Pickett Ooh. shouldn't do that. 
Um, speaking of the NBA playoffs, should we kick it to a, a break and we'll then and then come a back? Quick break. Let's ride. We'll talk some. We'll talk some NBA playoffs when we come back um, on the penalty box on KCOU. Did you forget the name? No, I thought you were. Hey, yeah, you listening right now to KCOU 8.1 FM? Here, check out this sneak peek of what to expect on Cup of Bro. So if you had to give it like a flavor profile, would you call it like a Tahiti sunrise or more like a San Francisco fog? Um, I would say it's almost like a San Francisco dusk. It's not just flavors. We got sports too. From Wisconsin, Tyler Hero, <laughs> uh, the man, the myth, the legend. So join us Fridays at 11 a.m. Indoor baseball, anyone? Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Welcome back into the penalty box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We thank you so much for tuning in. Peter Camp and Jack Knowlton here as always. Jacob Infante here is our very special guest who will be with us for the entire hour. Just wrapped up a little bit of NFL draft talk, talking the uh, the ones and twos of football, and now we talk about the ones and twos of basketball because it's playoffs. So we got to talk playoffs. about playoffs. So we got to talk about playoffs. And we had some interesting games yesterday. I was not able to watch one of them. I was not able to watch Heat Sixers. But Suns-Mavs was quite the game. Yeah. Quite the game indeed. It was something. Yeah. It was a back-and-forth battle. And by that, I mean Luka Doncic against the entire Suns squad. (laughs) And the entire Suns squad came out on top and take a 2-0 lead just two wins away from being back in the Western Conference Finals. Other draft... Draft. Draft. So NBA. sorry. Basketball. So sorry. NBA Basketball. draft? Oh, we could talk NBA Ooh. draft. We could. Chet Holmgren. Chet. Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. Those um, are names. Jaden Ivey is going to be real good. Yeah. But until then, we have playoffs. And I'm Heat, itching for the NFL, NBA draft, You can t- if you can't tell. The Heat are up 2-0 against the 76ers. The Suns are up 2-0 against the Mavericks. Bucks and Celtics are tied 1-1. And the Grizzlies and Warriors are tied 1-1 as well. Gentlemen... What do we think is going to be the game, the series that will go to seven? What, um, who are we thinking? First of all, I want to complain about uh, the okay. NBA scheduling in the playoffs, as every old person likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's stupid that the Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors, Grizzly play on Tuesday and then don't play again till Saturday. But for some reason, the Heat Sixers and Mavs Sun series was yesterday and then Friday. Why mm-hmm. do they get less of a break? And why does 
wh- why is it like that? Why is there so much time off? Are you complaining that your team's having a break? Or yeah, because just... it doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't. But like, if I if I had to play Giannis this, gets three days off, and then comes back, at least a little bit. I don't a little bit. Of, uh, I I as a fan am upset. Tired. That is too long to wait for mm. ba- for basketball. I also just think it's weird why the team why these other four teams get less time off. Oh, Jesus. Oh, chair just what break. Just, was that? <laughs> what, what just happened? I thought you just fell. Fante's chair I, just snapped. I, I was just... He almost went just shooting backwards. I, I was just leaning back here, and something popped. I don't know what it is. That was loud. I, I heard I, I, I wasn't even leaning back all that far. I was just... I was just chilling. If you fell out of his head, it would have been so funny. That okay. would have been bad. <laughs> anyway, besides my gripe, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Heat Sixers... I mean, Tyrese Maxey did all he could in that one. He had thir- 34 points. Joel Embiid is still out. So I think this series really, I mean, yes, Miami's up 2 nothing, but now I think it gets interesting because, one, it goes back to Philly, and there's a chance Joel Embiid comes back, and it's not the, the Tyrese Maxey carry job. Harden did not help him in this game. He went one for five shooting, um, and the Heat just... Kind of shared the wealth. They showed off their their bench a little bit. Victor Oladipo is back. Yeah, that's scary. Um, because if he really starts firing, that team is is cra- Their depth just gets even crazier mm-hmm. um, because they start Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and can bring, bring Victor Oladipo off their bench. And they have six man of the year Tyler Hero. Woo. If I had like a celebrating yeah. sound clip, I'd play it now. But we don't have one, so I'll just do it. Woo! Do I have permission to just? Play one on my laptop. Sure, real quick. sure. No, but until no, then we'll talk actually. about it. What amazing play from Tyler Hero! He had eighteen, seven. Oh. Nope, not sponsored. Eighteen, not sponsored. seven, and three. Six for ten from the field. Three for five from three, uh, and he made three of four free throws in thirty-three minutes. Uh, Oladipo had nineteen points in that t- in twenty-nine minutes. But Tyler Hero, what a guy! What a guy! There it is. There it is. What a guy. Wow. Boo. Wow. Inspirational, I really. just want to point out that Tyler Hero plays about .5 minutes per game less than Giannis does mm-hmm. off the bench. So if Giannis he was playing... Off the bench? Yeah, but no. No. <laughs> Giannis plays MVP level numbers at sixth man of the year minutes mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. That's um, cool. No, I mean, what it is what it is. He deserved to win the award. It was it was pretty obvious. I mean, he he plays more than their starting guards, but they just bring him off the bench for some reason. Mm. I think he gets too scared when he has to do the jump ball. I don't oh. think he likes it, and I think that throws him off. Yeah, but he does pop off off the bench, and he has been an asset to that team um, this season. It's a deserve. I, I'll give credit to where credits due. He deserved to win the award. Omer yeah. Yurtseven started more games than Tyler Hero this year. <laughs> Who? Omer Yurtseven's good. Center, he plays center. He only played one minute last night, but he's he's good. I like him. He was um on their summer league team and then got picked up. The Heat have done that. I mean, they've I watched them a lot in the summer league. They do that. The part of the reason they're in this position right now is the the deep cut talent they can find. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Yurtsevin. Duncan Robinson is a like a little bit further off one, but like yeah. even though for some reason he has not played, but like Cody Martin, or is it do they have Caleb Martin? I forget which one they have. They might have Caleb. Caleb. They have Caleb Martin. Cody's on the Hornets. Yeah. Um, Caleb Martin, like a lot of these guys, they just find either undrafted or later in drafts. 
um, get them on their summer league team. They figure out the system and they play meaningful minutes. I mean, Max Struess went three for six from three last night. You know, that's that's nine points. You take those away, it's a way closer ball game. So. The Heat's depth is definitely underrated. I think they benefit from having P.J. Tucker there. And Duncan Robinson doesn't really play. He has not been playing. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't. That's I, weird. I don't know what that's about. Because in their finals run, he played a lot. Yeah. Um, last season, he played a lot. So, I don't know what that's all about. I think P.J. Tucker being there is huge for Adebayo. Takes some of that physical game away um, from Butler too. He's just a nice forward to have there. Good gritty guy. Good glue guy. It's his, bir- it's his birthday today. P.J. Tucker's happy, birthday. Happy birthday, P.J. Tucker. Happy birthday, P.J. Tucker. Um, but, yeah, just a – I think the series will get interesting again, though, when now that the Sixers might have Embiid back at home. Because he had a, an orbital bruise. Yeah, we're going to have – Orbital ma- strain. I think we're getting masked Embiid. He got elbowed in the face. Mm. Yeah, he that's, caught it. That's the uh, ma- uh, medical term for it. Speaking of elbows, other injury, uh, Gary Payton II mm. uh, fractured his elbow when um, – Oh, who was it that took Dylan him down? Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks took him down, got a flagrant two. He just got he got suspended for game three today for that, and then Draymond Green got fined fifty grand for flipping off the crowd. Yeah, um, which is great, great job, Draymond. But didn't Draymond that. basically? Well, he didn't elbow, but he dragged someone down. Probably. I don't know. I I don't remember. Yeah, didn't he play. get suspended game two, three? Did he? I could have sworn maybe that was last. Oh, series. I think he did. He got he got thrown out. He got. He, he got, got something. Out. He yeah. got something for something. Who knows? Um, yeah, and then the other game, Mavs Suns, was last night. Yes, that game did not. Fi- that that game was a lot closer than I think the final score um, indicates. Suns had a forty point fourth quarter. Sheesh. I think the Mavs were stuck at one hundred and six for like seven minutes. It was kind of insane. Um, and they shot like sixty five percent from the field as a team. That I, I think I saw that somewhere. The Suns did. The Suns did. Uh, no, they shot 52% as a team and 85% from three. Maybe 80% from three is what they I was went thinking They went 18 for 21. Oh, no, that's free throws. I'm tripping. 52% from three. That's oh. still, that's very, very good. Yes. You're not going to lose a game like that. Wow, I was like 85% from three is unreal. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, 13 for 25 from three. Um, Chris Paul went on takeover after he cheated in the fourth quarter. Um... Devin Booker had 30 points in this game, too. No, they shot 65% from the field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was disagreeing with that. Okay. I didn't read that, but fair enough. I think it was like the highest the Suns have ever, the highest field goal percentage the Suns ever had in a playoff In a playoff series. game? Yeah. Well, that's scary considering they didn't get that at all last year. But yeah, Mavs, it's so tough. I mean, the second highest scorer in this game besides Luka was Reggie Bullock with 16 points. Luka had 35 their bench, their bench is scoring a lot too. It's mm-hmm. honestly these other starters that just are not chipping in. No, they're not. Dorian Finney-Smith had two, two, two in twenty minutes. He Dwight, took two field goals. Dwight Powell had four. And Brunson had nine. You're telling me he's going to get paid like an all-star when he puts up nine? He was in, in foul. He game? was in foul trouble the whole game. Okay, he had twenty-eight minutes. He's in foul. That was trouble. like the third most. <laughs> that was like the third. He's most. three for twelve. <laughs> He's st- he's still been very very good. Okay. He had a bad game. I admit that. I mean, it's still a Luca Carey job. I don't know. Do you guys think the Mavs can can bounce back at all? No. Do you think they're getting swept? Uh, I don't think they're getting swept. I, I think they're losing five. I think five is possible. I don't know. I think that just the Suns they're playing at such a high level, and they have been all year. I, I mean, and admittedly, the Pelicans gave them a fight 
in in the first round, but I think that if Zion would have played, it would have gone to seven. I agree. Zion. I do think played. it was realized very slowly how bad of a matchup the Pel- the Pelicans actually were for the Suns through that series because you realize, oh shoot, Brandon Ingram can rebound, and Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas can rebound, Larry Nance Jr. can rebound, and Herb Jones can play. Defense. Herb Jones can play defense. Yeah. And CJ McCollum and Ingram can both score the heck out of the ball. That team is like one, one, they're two good. years out. Yeah, they're good from being good. That's if, a good team. If they can get Zion healthy and get him like back to last year's Zion, I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't. I have no idea what their contract situation is. He has be another like. year <laughs> left, and he said he has been quoted as saying he would sign an extension <clears throat> on the dot if they offered it yeah. to him right now. So I'm looking just for next year. Uh, I don't think they're losing anyone either. Yeah, they're not losing anyone. The yeah. the biggest like money maker they have, who's you know slated to hit free agency, is Tony Snell. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Bucks legend. We lost Tony Snell. Bucks legend Tony Snell. Yeah, McCollum's under that dude contract. Just runs around. Ingram, Valanciunas, literally. He's got Devontae Graham, Zion, Larry Nance Jr., Jackson Hayes, Garrett Temple, Kira Lewis. Yeah, Herb they got Jones, them all locked up. All of them. Shout out Herb Jones. Herb Jones is legit. Um. I guess any any other real quick things before we should probably kick it to a break before we do penalty box, eh? I think so. Yes. Um, other series we other didn't things. really dive into. Bucks Celtics game Bucks three. Bucks Celtics could be interesting. It depends yeah. who stars show up though. I think they both have great supporting cast. It's gonna be probably the battle against Tatum and Giannis, which I'm leaning Giannis, just because I think he's more consistent. I don't actually know if I agree with that all that much. Only because of what I saw in game two. The star of that show was not Jason Tatum. And honestly, I thought it was going to be Jalen Brown. It was for a half. The best player, or the most impactful player on that court in game two is Grant Williams. Grant Williams shut Giannis down on defense. Giannis was incredibly rattled because he was trying to run through him and Grant Williams was not letting him. Mm. And Robert Williams was not letting him. And Al Horford was not letting him. That, that team's defense has been the star of the show, and I think that'll be what wins the Celtics this series, as, like, aside from a Tatum takeover game. Tatum can't disappear, obviously. He's still ne- him and Brown still need to put up 20 and 20. Yeah, but, but that's the problem, though. Yeah. I think Tatum disappears sometimes, and I think you could play as much defense as you want, but if you don't have that offensive scoring from your stars, it's not going to be a series. Yeah. So We'll see. Game we'll three see. Saturday. Yeah. Um, and not Friday. Not Friday. It which will is be stupid. Maverick Celtic. Maverick Celtics. Maverick Suns, and Heat Sixers. Heat Sixers. Yep. And we'll see what a uh, masked Joel Embiid can do if he can live up to the to the hype. To the hype. To the, to the masked Joel Embiid hype. The masked hype is a very important thing. A very real thing. Yes. All right. It defines every superstar. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We'll have the penalty box segment with Jacob Infante, and we'll see. How we can screw him out of the record. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) You're listening to the Pelly Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Wow. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. 
fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Do you love watching the Olympics? Do you devote hours of your life every four years to watching all the Olympic action? The Gold Standard on KCOU is here to keep you updated on the sports and athletes you love to watch, even when the Olympics aren't on. My name is Kara Brown, and each week I sit down to talk Olympic sports and athletes, and I always talk about figure skating. Be sure to tune in to the Gold Standard Tuesdays at 10 a.m. because the sports and the Olympics don't only happen every four years. You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be wiped. Coming. Including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. Changed our lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think we're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. Welcome back to the Pelly Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Wow. 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 As we welcome you back into the studio. (laughs) Oh, I remember. It's that one meme. It's the one guy going like, wow. You know what I'm talking about? Wow. (laughs) From like those those YouTube MLGs. Yeah, one of those like dank meme videos. Yeah, yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. Good times. We needed we had a penalty box. Penalty box segment. Here we go. Infante was already on here apparently this semester and we forgot. Am I timing it? Because you're in the hot seat. I can time it. Okay, he's gonna time it still. I'll write down answers. You remember the rules. I do. We've been through this shebang. Two minutes. Yep. Icebreaker questions. No quizlet. Um consider this your final before the finals. All right. True. I'm ready. All righty. More important than the econ. Two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one. Go. What would you prefer? Harry Potter's Cloak of Invisibility or Iron Man's Armor? Invisibility. What fictional character would you like to be for a day, and, and what would you do? Winnie the Pooh, eat honey. If you could have a conversation with any famous person, who would it be? Uh, Billy Mays. What's your favorite uh, way to start lunch conversations? How about this weather, huh? What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Don't stop. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Uh, don't stop? <laughs> How about stop? Stop. There you go. What is your favorite song of all time? Hit me, baby, one more time. Favorite favorite outfit? Jeans. Just kidding. Sweatpants. If you were a book, what would be the title? This guy sucks. If you could write a book, would it be fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Favorite SpongeBob character? Patrick. When you describe yourself to others, what words do you use? Funny. Sad. That's it. What's your favorite way to get exercise? Walking. 
If you had to choose a famous person to narrate your life story, who would you pick? Morgan Freeman. What's your What's your favorite way to decompress from a long day of work? Listen to music. What's your What scientific discovery would you have liked to have made? Uh, evolution. If you could design a dream home, what would it look like? In the woods, lots of fountains. If you had to marry one of your high school teachers, who would you pick and why? Uh, Mr. Steinberg. I don't know any women who are very uh, attractive. Mr. Steinberg's a good guy. I don't know. What fictional TV family would you love to be in? Uh, the Modern Family Family. Uh, if you had the freedom to commit a crime and were guaranteed to get away with it, what would you do? Arson. <laughs> what could you add to the fa- what face? If you could add to a face to Mount Rushmore, who would you add? Uh, Mr. T. Favorite mythical creature? Unicorn. If you could read minds, which celebrity would you like to read their minds of? Britney Spears. What snack would you? What makes you feel the best? Cheetos. If you could turn the ocean into another substance other than water, what would you pick? Cheese. Who is the most interesting stranger you've ever met? I met this one drag queen in Portland. It was interesting. Time. He got. He might got close. Uh, <laughs> Arson. <no>. Sorry. <laughs> you just burned down a building. Yeah. Fair. Uh, Morgan Freeman narrating your life. That's good. Yeah. Why would you title your book "Me"? This guy sucks. Because I'm not a good guy. No, I'm, that's I'm a, no. I'm a loser. No, I dis- <laughs> I disagree. I am officially changing the title um, to "This guy does not suck." Oh, that, that's nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. And for clarification, uh, I think that w- when I mentioned "Don't stop," I I like to think of that as you know, keep working hard. To achieve your dreams, right. don't give up. Yeah, and yeah. when I say that, don't stop in a bad way. Uh, that means we like, we got it. Like that, that goes we, that go no that goes more for more for right. Uh, if I'm telling a joke, right. If, yes. I'm, if I'm telling a joke and I, uh, I I do well, but then I keep going and adding on to it. I right. ruin. I have a tendency to ruin jokes because I'm way too committed to the bit, right. You so. can't you can't overthink. You can't overwork the bit. Exactly. That's a, that's a comedy classic. Exactly. Um, Winnie the Pooh, that's a great fictional character choice, Thank I you. think. Yeah. Um, like, Hit Me Baby One More Time is a good song, too. Yeah. I, I, like I mean, that. in, a good in all retrospect, I don't think that's my favorite song, but it's my guilty pleasure song, so I might as well have the world know. I, I like Britney Spears. I think a lot of her work uh, from you know the late 90s onward into modern days, very good. So she's got a lot of, got a lot Fair. of good stuff. Uh, lots of fountains. Why fountains? I, I just like fountains. I like water in general. I think that like, at some point I want to have like a rock garden with like a water wow. fountain. Okay. I, I mean, if I'm cool. if if I make enough money to have that disposable income, one of the first things I'm buying is, you know, just a nice little a nice fountain. Yeah, sure. I don't want to say Zen garden per se because I don't know what the spiritual connotations to that. But I, just something calming at the end of the day. I think the fountains just watching a them distress trickle. garden or de-stress garden, exactly. not distress garden, distress garden, distress garden. Ah, I'm in Seth distress. Garden. They just like yell at you the whole time. <laughs> You're like, ah. ah. No, okay. What's the record? <laughs> Taxes. Uh, the record was set by Tyler. It's 32. I can't stand that he's the record holder. <laughs> well, he's gonna stay the record holder because you got 26. What? 26. Oh. Okay, how is Tyler one better? I I, I want I'm going to go back in here. You guys have when did when did he commit that record? That was, like, was on the 19th of January 2021. Do you have the audio availability? Probably. We can have it somewhere. All right, next for next year. I'm going I'm going in. I'm looking to see the length of the questions because admittedly I think that these were good questions, you know, and I enjoy taking them. 
but I find it very hard to believe that Tyler was able to answer six more of those than me in that amount of time, <laughs> of that length. So there's some sort of shenanigans going on, so that that's just me. Yeah, we'll get in the film room. You'll have another we'll, chance. Yeah, we'll, we'll get... I'm, Ugh, I'm furious. We'll get to the <laughs> to the practice squad. We'll get in the weight room. But thank you so much oh, for coming on, nonetheless. Of course. And uh, thank you all to listening out there for another fantastic episode of and the Penalty Box and season. Yes, this is technically the season finale. I will not be here next week. That man over there, Jack Knowlton, might will. be, might be, might be, might be. So either way, though, y'all, over the summer we've got a show. What? Yep. Woo! Summer edition of the Penalty Box. First time Soon. ever. Soon. Soon. You don't want to miss it. But we thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, make sure to ride your bike.